Hey everyone, this is Jamie Austin, pastor of Woodlake Church. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to know more about Woodlake, head on over to woodlake.church and enjoy this message. Glad that you're with us here today, and I know there are a lot of guests with us. There's a lot of people watching online. My name is Jamie. My wife, Jen, and I pastor this amazing church family, and Woodlake is a church family. Would you agree? We are in week three of a series that we have entitled Engage. We we're talking about engaging with the Holy Spirit of God, the presence of God. If you were here the first week, we talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit is someone, not some, that's right, someone, not something. If you were here last week for Tim Enlow, all weekend long, had an incredible series about the Holy Spirit's empowerment. Aren't you thankful that the Holy Spirit empowers believers, amen? The baptism and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're here with us this weekend and maybe you're saying, I'm a guest, maybe you're tuning in for the first time and you're saying, okay, Holy Spirit, I, I didn't know there was a Holy Spirit, or man, I, I don't know about this Holy Spirit teaching. Let me lay a little bit of found, uh, foundation real quick. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2 says, now the earth was formless, empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The second verse of the Bible, the Holy Spirit is there, amen? The, David said it in Psalm 143. He said, teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground. Aren't you thankful that the Holy Spirit is a good spirit, Amen. Everything that comes from him is good. Now, the prophet Isaiah, speaking of Jesus. We, in fact, we call this passage in Isaiah chapter 11, Messianic prophecy or Messianic confirmation. And it says this, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of the Lord will not only rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So the Holy Spirit comes to rest on Jesus. So what am I trying to tell you here today? The Holy Spirit is not just a New Testament concept or not just a Pentecostal or charismatic or a church that is a little lively concept. The Holy Spirit is there from the beginning. Amen? So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we are talking about God himself. Amen? Engaging with the Holy Spirit. Um, years ago, I used to coach or help coach my son's football team and it was interesting in that when they were really little and they weren't sure that they wanted to tackle one another we, we call that engaging okay they wouldn't coach you know what I'm talking about don't you okay um they didn't they weren't sure they wanted to engage so we would do these tackling drills or even we would even get in a game and you could see they were they know they should tackle one another they know they should engage but instead they kind of run alongside each other and even sometimes run away from each other they weren't sure they wanted to engage. Well, maybe that's you here this weekend. You know that through Scripture, we need to engage with the Holy Spirit. But for whatever reason, maybe you've kind of held off, or maybe you're kind of running away from who the Holy Spirit is or what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our life. I want to encourage you here today. The Holy Spirit is God, and God is good. Amen? Now, this morning... I want you to go to work with me. Is that cool? I'm going to give you a lot of scripture. I want you to take some notes. We are a spirit-filled church. We believe in the moving and gifts of the spirit. There is a very 
practical need for the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. So what am I trying to say? If you're watching online especially, don't ever think that the Holy Spirit is not for you. The Holy Spirit is for you. Amen? The Apostle Paul said this, you can't even call him Lord unless the Holy Spirit reveals him to you. So not just in the fundamental coming to Christ that God reveals who Jesus is through the Holy Spirit, but there's an everyday practical thing. When my kids were little, they hit this age where we wanted them to pick up after themselves. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Some of you, we got kids in college, we're still trying to get that, right? Okay, no. I, I remember... Especially my daughter, she, she has this gift that she can go into a room and, and within, within a minute, it looks like a bomb went off. And when she was little, we thought it was time that it was time for Avery to clean up after herself. So we, we go into the room afterwards and, and, and we say, Avery, you need to pick all this up. So we leave her in there, being the good parents we are. She's probably like five so clearly it's going to get done, right? After a while, I hear crying coming from the bedroom. I go in there, and not only is the room not clean, but she's just sitting in the mess. I said, what's wrong? She goes, I can't believe you're going to make me do this all by myself. <laughs> you may be here today, and your life is in a mess. If you have a pulse, you can testify that there have been seasons where your life has been in a mess. And when we're not careful, we begin to think, oh, I'm going to have to get through this all by myself. Here's the practical part about the Holy Spirit. If you are a child of the living God, God has given us his spirit, and there is no mess that we will go through that God won't clean up. Come on, somebody. Oh, I like it when I can blame my mess on somebody else. But how many of the worst messes are the messes we make? And if you're here today and you're suffering in the middle of your mess, be encouraged. If you are a child of God, you have his powerful presence who is with you amen jesus said it this way in john 16 he said but very truly i tell you it is for your good that i'm going away he's talking about his disciples right before his crucifixion resurrection and ascension unless i go away the advocate will not come to you but if i go i will send him to you He's speaking of the Holy Spirit. The advocate in the original language means helper or one who comforts and encourages. Listen, let me encourage you with the word of the living God today. Believers, you have a helper. Amen? So when Monday morning comes, how many of you just puckered up right there? <laughs> how many found like 2020 was a Monday morning that just didn't stop, right? And we hope 2021 was going to be better. <laughs> and here we are. Do not be discouraged. If you have said yes to Jesus Christ, 
You have a helper here today and lean into your helper. Let him encourage you. Let him comfort you. And no matter what mess is thrown at you, whether self-inflicted or whatever the news tells us, we have a helper. Amen. Through the Holy Spirit. Now, there's this practical side to the Holy Spirit. Let me say it this way. There was a running coach, Coach Daniels, who studied extensively Olympic sprinters in the 1984 Olympics. He was a running coach, and he was trying to help his runners get better, and as he was studying the stride rate of sprinters in the 1984 Olympics, he noticed that there was a cadence to it. There was a pace to it, if you will. He noticed that they ran at about 180 steps per minute. His athletes that he was coaching at the time were running between 150 and 170. And after extensive studies, he recognized that at the stride rate of these Olympic athletes who did very well, they ran at about 100. Their cadence was about 180 steps per minute. What the benefit of that was is those athletes that ran at that particular cadence had less injuries than everybody else due to less impact. What am I trying to say? You and I have a pace, a stride rate as a believer, and it is tough. Some of us are tired. We are worn out. And the Lord is challenging us today. You need to keep up with what I'm telling you to do. You need to keep in step with what I am doing. And as I'm telling you that here today, maybe you're sitting here going, I'm trying, but I'm wearing myself out. The Apostle Paul in the book of Galatians gives us the remedy or the, 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 the important concept for a believer to get. As he's writing the book of Galatians, he's writing to a group of believers who were struggling with, with being all that God had called them to be. There were teachers that had crept into to these believers, and they were trying to convince them, yeah, you have Jesus, but if you don't keep up with Mosaic laws or the Old Testament uh, standards and, and celebrations and, and all of this stuff, you're really not a believer, and it was causing confusion. And Paul says this, no, 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 no. You know how you live for the Lord? He says it this way, Galatians 5, 16. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you'll not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. He's addressing the issue right there. Verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. We'll come back to that in just a moment. But the fruit of the Spirit is Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. And then he says this, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. The practical side of the Holy Spirit is he helps us keep in step with what God wants for our life. Does that make sense? 
And maybe like the Galatians, you are here today and you have convinced yourself or somebody has convinced you, you're watching online that unless you check off the spiritual boxes, you're never going to make it. And maybe you're here today and some of us are just on the verge of ejecting out of this Jesus thing altogether. Let me encourage you. We don't keep spiritual boxes checked in order to get it into heaven. We live by the Spirit. Some of us are getting it right now for the first time. Oh. You mean the Holy Spirit is not just what happens at church on a Sunday night when I was a kid 20 years ago. The Holy Spirit is not just something that happened to me at a youth camp. The Holy Spirit is not just this or not just... The Holy Spirit is necessary for us keeping in step with what God has called us to do. So how do we know if we're keeping in step with the Spirit? Two questions that I want us to ask here today is this. One, how are we progressing? How are we progressing? Paul says this, but I say walk by the Spirit and you'll not carry out the desires of the flesh. Verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. What the Apostle Paul was saying right there is, listen, believers, and again, he's talking to people who are worried about doing all the things right and wrong and getting everything right and they were struggling. And he says this, if you're led by the Spirit, you don't need the law anymore. You see, prior to Jesus dying on the cross, prior to the Holy Spirit, God's people needed some check boxes. You, you heard of the Ten Commandments, right? There were other things thrown in on that in the Old Testament, but ultimately it was this. They needed the law to tell them what was wrong. But if you go back to the prophet Ezekiel in the Old Testament, God even gives us a snapshot of what the Holy Spirit was going to do. He says this, I will, pour, I will put my spirit in you and move you. Everybody say, move me. Move me to follow, move you to follow my decrees and be careful of my laws. Ultimately, what God was saying was when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to change you. He's going to change you from the inside out. The law is not going to be necessary to check the boxes off. Now I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm going to do a work on you on the inside. And listen, the law is going to be written on your heart. Let me say it this way. How many of you remember life before you were a believer? Don't think, think about it too much, but just enough. Do you remember that you could do whatever you wanted, almost, and still sleep okay at night. But then you truly said yes to the Lord. And something changed. And when you tried to go back and do what you wanted to do. Or do what you used to do. It just didn't, it didn't work anymore. Now you felt bad about it. You remember those days? Well we know that the Holy Spirit brings conviction. It convinces or convicts the world of sin. We know that's what happens. But that's ultimately what God was saying. is this, When the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you, I'm going to write my law on your hearts. You're not under the law anymore. Now you're under conviction. And how many of you know that conviction is there for change's sake? God, understand this. God works in conviction. The devil works in guilt. Guilt makes you depressed. And keeps you stuck. Conviction helps us change. Amen? And Paul, and Paul is trying to describe this to believers. He says, listen, keep in step 
with the Spirit. You live by the Spirit. You don't live by, by, by just laws and do's and don'ts anymore. Listen, live by the Spirit, and you'll not gratis, gratify or satisfy the desires of the flesh. He says, keep in step with the Spirit. Now, if you're here today and you want to stop clicking on that website, if you want to stop lying or gossiping or break out of an addiction, Paul says this, then lean into the Holy Spirit. Lean into the Spirit. Keep in step. This word step in the Greek is a, is a term for marching, a military term, or if you've ever seen a, a marching band. In fact, here in the Tulsa area, we have some of the greatest marching bands. They're amazing. Broken Arrow Pride. How many of you have ever seen them at a football game? They're unbelievable. Now, this is not them. But have you ever seen a band get out of step, marching band get out of step? Check this video out. Give all of our Broken Air Pride members a huge round of applause. We got a few of them here. Okay. But listen, Woodlake family, believers, listen, everybody lean in. It is important that we keep in step with the Spirit. When we keep in step with the Spirit, that is how we progress. When we get out of step with the Spirit, we get dangerous. When we get out of step with the Spirit, not only do we stumble, but we cause others to stumble. Why am I telling you that here today? Living for the Lord can be a challenge. We have so much thrown at us, especially if you watch the nightly news. There's a lot of opinions that are creeping into the church. And let's pause here for just a moment. Understand this. The Bible is our guideline. Amen? Mandates are powerless. But the Bible is alive and active. And if you're here today, and let me tell you, this is important because we live in a world today that's trying to blur the lines and muddy the water. And we're, we live in a world today, and we're going to talk about it here in just a second, that, that, that it wants the church to ease up on what the Bible says. Understand this, God is not going to change his mind just because we want him to. Are you with me? And I don't say that to, I don't say that to be mean. But we live in a world that is masquerades bondage with freedom. Scripture says we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. And if we're going to see his kingdom expanded, we have to walk by the Spirit. Let me just go ahead and dive into this real quick. The Apostle Paul says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. They are immorality, they are impurity, they are debauchery, they are idolatry, they are witchcraft, they are hatred, they are discord, they are jealousy, they are fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness and orgies and the like. Listen, it doesn't take long to realize that our world is entrenched in this type of behavior and this type of mindset. It didn't take long for us to recognize that this mindset, some of this has crept into the church. Is anybody tracking with me here today? We, we need to be careful that we don't confuse political ideology with theology. Are you all with me? Paul says this, this type of stuff. He said, those who live like this 
will not inherit the kingdom of God. Woodlake family, people of God, if, even if you're guests with us today, let me be your pastor for just a moment. The Apostle Paul drew a line in the sand right there. He said, these things are the fruit. That is the, what's produced in the life of somebody who's not keeping in step with the Spirit. We live in a world where people struggle with keeping in step with the Spirit. And these people who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. I think it's important that in these last days that the people of God hold the line. Are you all with me? Most of us have lived enough life that what has been said right there could be said about us. But aren't you thankful for the grace of Almighty God? Amen? Mercy. And he helps us change. So let's ask the question, what are we, how are we progressing? Here's the second thing. What are we producing? What are we producing? Charles Spurgeon said it this way, it is the job of the Holy Spirit to produce the personhood of Jesus. It's the job of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul says it this way, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Ultimately what the Apostle Paul was saying, listen, you want to live for the Lord, quit listening to people trying to convince you to check off boxes, lean into the Holy Spirit, and he'll help you live that way. The fruit are what's produced in the life of a believer as a result of the Holy Spirit work in them. Are the, we call these the fruit of the Spirit. But if you read into them very clearly, they're personality traits, character traits found in one man, Jesus. If you're here today, maybe you're a new believer, maybe you're watching online and you're trying to give this Jesus thing one last one last little look. I want to encourage you here today. If you try to do it all by yourself, you will wear yourself out. So living this Jesus thing out by yourself is not how we're supposed to do it. Paul says walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Keep in step. Keep up the pace with the Spirit. That's how we do it, and that's how we do it successfully. But we wander off track, don't we? I run. Years ago, I started running. I, I, I love to run. Some of you have come up and said, let's run a marathon together. I'm like, <laughs> no. But I like to run, clear my head. I pray, I, I, whatever. And I know, in fact, my wife will tell you that I have very just short times that I can, can run. And so uh, we're, we're, like you, we're, we're very busy. And I know that if I want to get a full run in, I, I got so much time that I, can, that I can do it, it, but there are times I get distracted. Anybody get distracted? We live kind of down near the Arkansas River. There's a jogging trail out the back of my neighborhood, and I'll hit that trail, and I, man, I'm running, and, and, but if I'm not careful, I'm going to lose pace. I'm, I'm going to lose track of, of time. In fact, this summer, I was running, and I'd hit out the back of the trail. Well, this trail ends at the Arkansas River, and, and the river was really low. It was hot in like July time, middle of the summer. And I thought, like Jen knows where I'm going with this and she's really embarrassed, but it's okay. Um, I, I went off down in the river and, and just was walking down in the river. The water was really low. It was only about, about thigh high. And so I'm just in the river. And so all of a sudden my phone rings. Now, I don't know if you have this, this uh, there's an there's a app on the phone 
It's called the mark of the beast. I'm just kidding. It's called, what's it called? Find your friends or something like that. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be really sad one day. We stand before the Lord. He's like, oh, you remember that app on your phone? Oh, sorry. No. Um, no. And my phone rings and Jen goes, where are you at? I go, I, I'm jogging. She's, uh, where? I go, I'm, I'm south of the house. She goes, how far south? I'm like, um, in the river. She goes, uh, did you get a little sidetracked? Maybe. Get out of the river. <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm a man. <laughs> yes, dear. No, I'm going to run. Um, what am I trying to say? Maybe you were this this weekend and some area of your life you've gotten off track. Can I encourage you? You can get back on track with the Lord. How? Not just simply checking off boxes, but maybe today is the day that I say, Lord, Lord, I, I want to keep in step. I keep, keep in step with the Spirit. I want to keep up with your pace. At your pace, I am safe. At your pace, I'm helping other people. If I keep checking off the boxes and doing this, it's never going to work. But Holy Spirit, begin to produce Jesus in me. Amen. How many of you know that you and I need Jesus produced in us on a weekly basis? If you don't believe that, then you find me at 5 o'clock on Highway 169 where the BA merges right onto it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Ooh, we walk a fine line there. Come on, somebody. Maybe you're having a moment like that where we need to say, Lord, help me. The fruit of my flesh wants to rise up. Fits of anger and rage and dissension. Envy that person because I got on where I wanted to get on right there. Instead, Lord, do what you do. Make me like Jesus. I, when I was a kid, I can remember sitting next to my grandparents during church, especially on Sunday evenings. We'd have a little more time for worship. And my grandparents love the Lord, y'all. And I can remember at Sunday night church so often sitting next to them. And the worship would just start and they would just cry. Just sit there with their hands raised, tears coming down their face. And not, not, a, not a pretty cry. Ugly cry. Y'all know the difference, right? They're crying. And I, as a kid, I just could not for the life of me understand why but then you live enough life you make enough mistakes you begin to realize that no matter how long you've been to church you never stop being desperate for a move of God in your life I can remember a song that they would sing simply entitled to be like Jesus how many of you remember that old song to be like Jesus all I ask is to be like him all through life's journey from earth to glory all I ask is to be like him 
Woodlake family, can I invite you with this here today? May that be our heart's cry. Make us like Jesus. Make us like Jesus. When, when, when he begins to make us like Jesus, we begin, that we begin to realize that, that all of a sudden he's going to change my thinking. All of a sudden, when he makes me like Jesus, all of a sudden there are things that are be, beginning to pop up in my life, things beginning to, to be produced in my life that I can never do it on my own. Why? That's because the Holy Spirit is producing Jesus in me. He's helping me keep in step with the Spirit. Amen? So let me ask this question. How are we progressing? Let me ask this question. How are we producing, or what are we producing? And as I ask these questions today, I do it, listen, if you're watching online, I'm not doing this just to simply bring discouragement, guilt, or shame in this place here today. We are all in life's journey, amen? Amen. But I'm so thankful for the cross of Jesus Christ that the moment the Holy Spirit revealed who Jesus is to me, I said yes to him. And the moment I said yes to him, he began to do a work in me. In fact, so much so that the Apostle Paul in Philippians 1.6 said it this way. And I'm going to give you the message version. It says it this way. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. Listen to me. Believers, God is committed to your success. And how does he produce what he wants in your life? Through the Holy Spirit of the living God. Amen. You are not alone. So if your life is a mess here today, be encouraged. Maybe you're wondering where to start. And you're paralyzed because everything looks so messed up. The mess will not take care of itself, but the Holy Spirit's hand on your life, watch as He restores. That's just what He does. If you're here today and you're trying to run at your own pace, can I encourage you, begin to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit of God and watch what God does in your life, what only God can do and that's to make you like Jesus can I invite you to simply bow your heads and close your eyes and if you're new with us here today if you're watching online listen to me we do this every week because I always pause and just ask this question what did you need to hear today maybe you're here today and you'd be honest you have said something you've convinced yourself that uh, man this Jesus thing isn't real but something is happening to you on the inside today maybe you're with us today and you tried to live life on your own maybe you're here today and and things between you and God are not the way they need to be and maybe it's simply because you just wish you just wish that God would agree with you instead of you agreeing with God in some area of your life but somehow today you recognize there is no other way but his way And you'd be honest and you'd say, I don't have a relationship with the Lord. I want to tell you something, sir, ma'am, student, if you're watching online, God loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. The word says that God loved us so much he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and pay my penalty and your penalty once and for all, for all of our sins, all of our mistakes. The the Bible says every one of us have sinned, but, but Jesus paid it all. 
Apostle Paul simply says this, and whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If you're here today, listen to me, and you need to be saved. You need to leave here today knowing you're a child of God. I just want to pray with you. In fact, we're all going to pray. And if that's you on the count of three, you say, Jamie, I'm saying yes to Jesus for him to forgive me of my sins here today. If that's you on the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand. You put it up. You put it right back down. And then we'll all pray. In fact, if you're watching online, Pastor Mike is right there ready to pray with you right now. But if that's you on the count of three, here we go. You're not going to pray alone. You can put it up, put it right back down. Here we go. One, two, three. I'm saying yes to Jesus. Anybody in the house this morning? If you're watching online, Pastor Mike is right there. Amen. If you're saying yes to the Lord, even if you're a guest with us, let me lead you in this prayer. In fact, if you're new, let me, let me just be your pastor for just a few more seconds. Can everyone say this, dear Jesus? You are the Son of God. You died for me, for my sin, in my place. Come into my life, forgive me, and make me new. And from this day forward, with your help, I'm all yours. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a big round of applause this morning. Listen. If you said yes to the Lord, in just a few minutes, we're going to dismiss the service. Just not very much longer. Our prayer team is right outside these doors. If you said yes to the Lord, please let us connect with you. Uh, we would love to connect you here at this church or another church. It's important if you said yes to the Lord to get connected in the body of Christ. Or if you have need of anything. Normally what we have, we call it an altar call. We have prayer partners all around, and we are slowly getting back to that as, as the COVID restrictions and, and some of the safety measures are taken here. So we're going to get back to that. But until then, our prayer partners are outside where there's plenty of space. They're masked up. If you have need of anything, you need a healing in your body, you know somebody does, you need God just to move in some area of your life, our prayer partners here ready, and they're going to pray God's word. How many of you thankful for God's word? Amen? The Bible says that he's watching over his word to perform it. Amen? But if you're with us today, and you'd say, Jamie, I needed that. Maybe you're here today, and you're getting tired. You're getting weary. Maybe some of you are on the verge of simply tossing in the towel. Maybe some of you, you've rededicated your life, or you're new to the Lord, and, man, things are tough, and, and you're trying to check all the boxes off. Listen to me. Be encouraged. As the apostle Paul says, keep in step with the Spirit lean into him this week. Can I pray over you? Father, today we recognize that we can't do this on our own. And Father, there are messes maybe in our marriage, in our minds, in some area of our life. And God, we're overwhelmed thinking we have to do it all by ourselves. And we are tired. We are wore out. And uh, Lord, we need you today. But thank you. As the Apostle Paul reminds us, we are not on our own. Holy Spirit will produce us, will produce in us the personhood of Jesus. He will make us like Him. So Lord, today, thank you that you do the hard part. By faith, we receive whatever your word says. In Jesus' wonderful name, and all God's people said, amen. amen.